Yo, it's Chad. And this is Eric. And we are... Jumpman! Yeah! Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Yes! Explosions! The, the greatest day of my life is today. That's right. Starts and the, now. The greatest day of your life, listener, is right now. Yes, because... Ah. We have some great news to share. <laughs> uh, well, I don't know about great news, but it's what? news. What? Fucking fantastic news. Dude, obviously, I've made no bones about this. The movie RoboCop is in my top ten movies of all time. Yes. And I'm excited that, you know, they're working on remaking it. That's cool. Whatever. I mean, it may be good. It may suck. But it doesn't matter. The movie does not matter anymore because now RoboCops are for real. Wow. Uh-huh. They're real RoboCops, dude. South Korea. I salute you, the country of South Korea. You are awesome. You have made RoboCops. They have RoboCops in a South Korean prison right now. Let's see. I'm just gonna read. I'm just gonna read the article. No, don't uh, read the article. I will fucking sum dude. it up for you. There's there's RoboCops in South Korea working a prison. They got the night shift. Yeah, uh-huh. that's where the real shit goes down. And they're five foot tall, and they got four wheels, and they're responsive to emotions like suicide and rape. <laughs> All right, so well, I was gonna read the article because this, I just did. This sounds, this, no, because this sounds so fucking lame. It's just impossible. What? Okay, so what? it's not a, it's not a RoboCop. It's a Robo Nanny. No, okay? they're in Japan, prisons. J- Japan has had Robo Nannies for a long, long time, and these Robo Nannies don't even have like cool features like I don't know, extendable snake penises or you know, arms that fire orange juice. These no. Robo Nannies are only working in prisons. At night, and they're just wheeling along down the halls, looking in, and their software is detecting, oh, is that guy trying to uh, hide from me under the blanket, uh, jerking it, or uh, does he look suicidal? I don't know, because I can't see through the blanket, uh, you know, because it's at night, and the guy is sleeping. Chad, you're just not a big picture person, dude. You are so, the half is full, or the, <laughs> the glass is half full of urine or something. I don't even know. Dude. All right, this starts in March 2012, okay? Uh-huh. Now, this is just the first phase, okay? Yes, uh-huh. right now, the robots look friendly, like the robot from the 70s Fantastic Four, Herbie or whatever, okay? Right now, okay? It looks, it looks like Herbie's amputee uncle. This is just step one, dude. They can't go to Terminator robots first. Terminator robots is step four, okay? They've got to make them look friendly so they can get the correct funding, okay? But as I've learned in all movies, all prison wardens are corrupt, okay? So <laughs> the warden is going to rewrite the programming, and they're going to start the robots are going to start killing people, inmates, and they're going to blame it on you know inmates. They're like, oh, our RoboCops didn't do it; they just uh, they just killed each other to death. So eventually, the warden is going to like have this whole army. He's just going to start massing this cadre of robots down in the basement, of course, uh-huh. where like infrared scanning is shielded, so it doesn't even work. And then eventually, he's going to start sending these RoboCops out into out of the prison into you know the populace to get you're like. Well, we've already got criminals. Let's go get them before they commit crimes. You know, like that's oh, like that. Yeah, pre-crime, man. He's gonna start just, and then eventually they're gonna start robbing jewelry stores for him, and it's gonna be awesome, dude. Robocops has gone bad, maybe possibly. Yeah, you know, you know, in in theory, I think that is totally badass. But looking at the picture that they've submitted, all right, there is no possible way that's gonna happen. This thing is like a tricycle. It, no, no, it's like it's like a Segway. 
right? A Segway with a cute robot face, no arms or limbs. It's like it's like what uh, what Rob Schneider uh, tried to hide in in Judge Dredd in like the first ten minutes of the movie. <laughs> like he jumps into the fast food vending machine. It's a fucking fast food vending machine with little robot eyes that can detect if you're sad, if you're sad in prison. Which, by the way, yeah, you're going to be sad in prison or look, pissed off. One of the two. Look, I admit, okay, it's five foot tall. It's like a robot Snooky, but still. <laughs> It's just the first step, okay? They couldn't start off with Terminator robots or, like, the real RoboCop. You know, people are like, whoa, what's happening here? This is a futuristic society. I'm not... They had to start off with, you know, like a speaking spell kind of robot. You know, real simple robot that, like, would be best friends with E.T. Okay? They have to start out this way. But eventually, they're going to start... They'll give it some arms, dude. And they'll give it, like, grappling hooks. And they'll give it, like, <laughs> electroshock prods and stuff. You know, they just have to build, you know, they have to win over every, you know, they'll have, like, a month for a trial run. Everyone's like, oh, it's so nice. And they have, you know, and it's hard for our guards to stay awake at night, so this is good. Night guards, yes. And eventually, these things are going to be running South Korea. It's going to be amazing. Robocops. Ugh. I don't know. This is just a, this is an awful idea. No. And you can't you can't replace real human. You can't just replace people. I mean, you know, some people like some night guards or just guards in general. They're totally cutting back like the number of guards and their salaries and their little kids are crying because you wanted to put the cool of South Korean RoboCop to work at night. And dude, let me tell you from my my vast experience of video games, it is a lot fucking easier to tell if a if a stupid robot is wheeling down the hall towards you than an actual person i'm just telling you eventually two of these robots are gonna go rogue they're gonna hold down a guard and they're gonna like dissect him and they're gonna incorporate the best <laughs> they're gonna incorporate the best parts of them into him so then they they're actually better. will be like you know cyborg robocops and it's gonna be amazing they they fucking better or else i will i'm I, see i'm disappointed and i want I want somebody to bring me back. See, and, and you know, they'll never be able to duplicate humans. There will never be a robot Steven Seagal. Oh, it sounds like a dare. You hear that, robots? You've been called <laughs> out. See, I'm a visionary, Chad. I'm a believer. You're just a cynic. Cynic. Yeah, well, at least I'm not cynical. Sis-sis-cynical. Oh. <laughs> That's what you are. What, what was that? Was that Su-Su-Suyo? I have no idea. <laughs> Let's move on to some Steven Seagal news. Yes! I, I just can't believe... Uh, I mean, I feel like it's because of all this Steven Seagal energy that we're putting out into the world. There's just more Steven Seagal news every single week. Dude, I totally believe that. It's like, if you believe in fairies, then they exist or something. It's like, That's right. the harder we worship Seagal, the more power we give him. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> You're right. I believe like we like resurrected his career. Exactly. Like, he was, you know, he was kind of down on his luck, and it wasn't doing anything, you know, occasionally playing in a blues band. Yeah, man. Pawning his stupid energy drink, and then we started worshipping him, and then he got, like, the lead role in Machete. <laughs> That's right. And, and then, like, you know, reality TV show, and then the chicken incident with the tank. Yes. That's right. And now, and now Steven Seagal has, or is, Steven Seagal has a TV show, and it's gotten picked up. Boom, baby. By a, what is it? Real channel? Yeah, Reels. Reels, Reels. channel for Reels. That's Dude, right. this is amazing. Reels. Now, this isn't his reality show, okay? This is the this is Steven Seagal the way we like him. Fictional badass mode, okay? It's not him just in a cop car using his ninja spider sense to detect crime before it happens when it's not really happening. Right. <laughs> and chasing scared people around Louisiana. This is one of his awesome uh, fictional TV series, and his name is going to be Elijah Kane. Oh, yes. 
You can't fuck with Steven Seagal when his name is Elijah Kane. Oh my god, that's Dude. right, that's right. Two biblical references in one. It's so good. It's right up there with when he was in Hard to Kill. His name was Mason Storm. <laughs> There's a storm coming, <laughs> bitches. This one's good, Elijah K. See, oh wait, Mason Storm sounds like a gay pimp. I mean, honestly, or not, a stripper. Not back then, though. Back then, no. it was it was Steven Seagal hard. That, that's right. It's right. In fact, I think every single name of the guys, the uh, the space explorers from Voltron. That's right. They all correspond to like hard male gay stripper names: <laughs> Lance, Keith, Hunk. Pidge. What the fuck is Pidge? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking He's about. He's like the amputee stripper with the that everybody loves. He's like the the weird midget amputee stripper with the heart of gold. They're like, oh, it's Pidge! Hooray! <laughs> He's gonna sing some Britney Spears for us. Wee! We just gotta dance seductively for these row beasts. That's <laughs> right. Row beast. Oh, even that is like hard gay. Yes. No, I, I'm excited. This is a Stephen Skull the we, way we like him. There's going to be 13 episodes coming out. And, I mean, it's great. It's like, you know, everyone likes a Stephen Seagal movie. But, man, TV show, fictional TV show, watch him break an elbow once a week. I mean, well, oh, I think, I think pretty yeah, pumped. I think finally when the, uh, when the news broke that Stephen Seagal was in a tank <laughs> out to kill chickens and that hundreds of chickens were killed that day. Uh, and and the news was pretty much like, oh my god, Steven Seagal, this is so ridiculous, I love it. I think finally this, this series, True Justice, uh, that was apparently shot in uh, 2010, or came out in 2010. No. Uh, I think finally somebody was like, okay, Steven Seagal, you know, let's do it. Before you're forgetting something. What's that? Because remember that we talked about this in one of our episodes. I think it was called Cockfight Tank. Oh yes, uh, like episode fifty-two or something like that. Uh, he didn't just kill a bunch of chickens and knock down a wall with the tank. He also <laughs> killed a puppy <laughs> <laughs> for no reason. <laughs> it was looking at me funny. <laughs> I really hope that he went over to the puppy and like snapped its neck. <laughs> no, he had to break his. He had to break every elbow first. I put down the dog. <laughs> uh. No, I'm I'm pumped for this. And again, it's coming out in March 2012, same time as the South Korean RoboCops. March 2012 is shaping up to be like the fucking greatest month of all time. <laughs> I, Let's see. I, I'm 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 reading the the description for this series. Let's see. Elijah K leads a hardcore undercover team of Seattle-based cops who take on gangs, drug lords, and crime syndicates as they fight to clean up the streets. Yeah, man. You know oh what? My God. You know what? See, that's. Everything comes in threes. So we've deserted, to, to decide if March 2012 is the greatest month of all time, we've got South Korean RoboCops, we got new Steven Seagal TV show, and I'm, fuck, there's like a kick-ass movie coming out next March. Oh, I have no idea. Shit! Oh, it'll come to me. Well, as soon as it does, then March 2012 will be crowned the greatest month of all time. Shit! Well, I'll tell you, well, I'll tell you, uh, I'll tell you what will not be coming out in March of next year. What's that? And that's Godzilla 2. Yeah. <laughs> or Anchorman 2, or even Fantastic Four 3. Or Flash Gordon 2. That's right, that's right. You forwarded, you forwarded to me this amazing list of, of course, you know, movies that, uh, or movie sequels that never happened. And yep. some, of the, some of them I was kind of like, oh yeah, yeah, I kind of heard about that. You know, like Blade 4, nah, not, not going to happen. The Blade spinoff movie, Triple X Part 3, starring the chick, eh, not going to happen. Mm-hmm. But other ones, I was like, "Wow, thank God this did not happen." Oh yeah, like you know? like uh, <laughs> a sequel to Spaceballs. Yeah, 
Yeah, well, I, I mean, it was technically sort of happened. Well, then that's the thing. Like, first of all, I like the first Spaceballs, and I dated this one girl, and I dated for six months, and we watched Spaceballs like 18 times. She loved wow. Spaceballs. So uh, <laughs> I've, I'm very familiar with Spaceballs. So a sequel, though, would have sucked. And, in fact, I was reading this article, and it said they had a cartoon series on, like, G4. Mm-hmm. I went and watched it. The worst, worst, worst piece of crap of all time. I'd watch your gay little My Little Pony show. You better before, before I'd ever watch. <laughs> no, I mean Spaceballs a cartoon series. Holy shit, it is so bad. And it's yeah. you know Mel Brooks. Sorry, dude, you were funny. Now you're too old to be funny. This was not 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 well, funny. Well, it, it's it's kind of interesting. I watched one episode, and Mel Brooks' character, you know. He looks like he did in the movie, you know, which was mm-hmm. what coming up on twenty years now, twenty years ago. Twenty-five. Yeah, uh, he his character still looks like that way, but his his voice, you know, just lets us know that he's actually eighty-five or nine hundred and ninety-three, however yeah. old he is now. It's so, yeah. He, I mean, it's it, it, he's past its time, and so yeah. and so is Spaceballs. And yeah, jokes were just not funny, man. If somebody can actually point out like a funny part in a Spaceballs TV episode, I would love to actually see it because I just feel like, ah, oh, seriously? Oh, that's too bad. No, it was it was really bad. Mm. What are some of the other crazy... Oh my god, this is this is hilarious. What? Like, M. Night Shyamalan seriously that's still right. thinks, still thinks they're gonna make a sequel to Last Airbender. Mm-hmm. And, and he's like, and I've already written a third one, too! <laughs> like, are you serious, dude? <laughs> Last Airbender sucks so much ass, and you're already setting us up for a second one. Never gonna happen. But you know that sometimes that happens when you're, you know, especially in these big AAA movie uh, franchises. You know, it's like it's very rare for part one to come out and you know not have con- like all the actors contracted for like two more. <laughs> this was good. Which one do you think is more likely to never come out? Garbage Pail Kids, the movie, the sequel, or Child's Play Six? <laughs> Uh, garbage pail kids movie because because people still know Chucky. This this kind of bummed me out. They were talking about Blade Four mm-hmm. or a spinoff of the Deathstalkers, which was the you know Jessica Biel Ryan Reynolds thing, and n- neither of those happened because you know Blade is in prison. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Ryan, mean, uh, Ryan Reynolds is Green Lantern, so yeah, and good for him, you know. Yeah, yeah, I got to got to see uh, got to see Green Lantern's pubes way back in Blade Three, uh, <laughs> or maybe there were stunt pubes. Who knows. Uh, actually, uh, I was kind of enlightened. You know, uh, I was kind of expecting for years a Nightmare Before Christmas sequel. You know? Yeah. Es- especially because Disney was like, oh, here's Lion King <clears throat> 1 and a half, here's Lion King 2, Lion King, you know, this and that and the other thing, and, you know, TV series for all, like, their popular franchises. And right in the mm. middle of all that, uh, all that sequelizing, Nightmare Before Christmas never got anything, and it was still, it still is super popular. Which makes me like it even more. You know, yeah. so when a shitty sequel comes out, it always detracts from the original awesome movie. So I'm glad mm-hmm. Nightmare Before Christmas never came out with another one. I mean, he stuck with that kind of genre. He made Coraline, and that was a great movie, too. Yeah, well, so, I think he just produced that, actually. Uh, but, I mean, it, it was like Twisted Claymation. So that, I just assumed, right. just assumed it was the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, there, there, are, uh, there are movies on here that I was, you know, pretty glad that didn't happen. Like uh, like Mrs. Doubtfire Part 2. Oh, fuck hmm. that, man. <laughs> Mrs. Doubtfire 2, the only reason, the only way that would be good is if there was, like, a serial killer. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and, like, Mrs. Doubtfire would, like, infiltrate the house of the serial killer. Hello! That's oh, right. Is this the bad times? Cutting up bodies. I, I... 
I'm sure somebody has made like a horror movie trailer to Mrs. Doubtfire because it's uh, basically it's basically about a, a dad who impersonates an old woman so he could uh, get close to his kids and is living a lie, a horrible uh, transgender lie. The only good thing about the movie is I made out with a chick during it. <laughs> Ew. And even that kind of sucked. <laughs> yeah, of course, because the movie goes way too long. You're like, all right, I'm making out with you, and it's still not funny. I'm making out with you, and it's still not funny. Okay, it's getting boring on both ends. <laughs> All right, you don't have to live my makeout life, please. Now well, it's getting creepy. I was there. I was there. <laughs> no, Eric. you were not. That's right. It was me. We were making out. All right, see, now you're just I, getting... You're I just thought getting I would worried. go to Mrs. Doubtfire dressed as a woman. Yes. Yeah. You know what? They should combine Mrs. Doubtfire with Big Mama's house and just murder them both. <laughs> And, and and the clumps. Bring the clumps in. Let's just bring in all the people that dress up as fat people or women. And just, like, in one gigantic movie. Now, see, I think I think you got I think you got something there. Uh, Big Mama's House was the spiritual sequel to Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah, that's true. And, you know, I didn't, I didn't watch the movie. I saw parts. But uh, I think it was any five minutes of Big Mama's House was funnier by far than the entirety of Mrs. Doubtfire. Yes, but then Big Mama's House came out with two and three. And That's those, right. Those, fuck Martin Lawrence. Ugh. Well, you don't like you don't like insane Martin Lawrence. Oh well, insane Martin Lawrence is fun, but he needs his own reality show. This is true. So so but so but before we talk about <clears throat> the script that could have been. Oh no, I've still got some other stuff before that. Yeah, so. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I just oh, oh shit, what were we just saying? Oh, I I realized. <laughs> I got derailed. <laughs> I. I realized um, I derailed your mom. <laughs> no. Um, no, I realized your that uh, you remember the whole March 2012 greatest month of all time. Yes. <clears throat> I knew there was a kick-ass movie coming out in March, but there's three kick-ass movies coming out in March. Are you ready for this shit? Do it. And you're gonna like at least one of them. So that therefore, South Korean Robocops, uh-huh. Steven Skull TV show, and one of these movies. Just pick one. Okay, ready? Uh huh. Well, we'll just start out with the Hunger Games. Oh, so oh right, I've seen posters for that. Hunger Games, that's coming out now. Okay. That may not quite be your speed, uh, Jump Maniacs, but if it's not, these two are gonna you're gonna love the shit. Wrath of the Titans. What a Clash With, of the Titans sequel. Yes, yeah, a sequel that is happening. Wrath of the Titans. Whoa. Boom, baby. That's wow. gonna kick so much ass. Well, maybe I'll go see this one. I mean, the last one, you know, it's kind of like okay, Liam Neeson and Zeus. I don't know, uh, but then you know, just overall, eh, I've seen it. Oh, it's great, man. Sam Worthington was a great main character, a great oh, Perseus. So, so it was actually good? Oh, my God. I've watched it like 20 times. Oh, we'll, wow. We can watch it at Christmas. I'm sure our dad has it. Oh, sure. <laughs> it's so good. It's like big monsters and everything. Oh, re- uh, re- remind me after this podcast to talk about dad because, uh, yeah, because Christmas is coming up. And since we're brothers, you know, we have to talk about our, our family members and gifts. Oh, uh, okay, no problem. Like now's now's the time to order from Amazon. <laughs> yes, dude. I, I did a lot of ordering this week, man. I was getting like shipping free and seventy two percent off on gifts. It was awesome. Oh, nice, dude. So I've told you th- two movies, but here I saved the best one for last because that's mm-hmm. what I do. Hansel and Gretel, Witch Hunters. Oh no. Oh, what the fuck are you talking about, dude? Hansel and Gretel, Witch Hunters, and guess who Hansel is? Jeremy oh. Renner. Who's that? Jeremy Renner, the guy's playing Hawkeye in Avengers. Oh. He's a Mission Impossible. He's in Mission Impossible Four coming out this month. He's better than Tom Cruise. He was in The Town, starring Ben Affleck, but really starring Jeremy Renner. He was in Twenty Eight <laughs> Weeks Later. Yep, the all, movie, all movies, all movies that I have not seen. You didn't see Twenty Eight Weeks Later? The no zombie, way, dude! Everybody told me sequel. it was lame. 
Well, it was lame, but still. <laughs> no, man, Jeremy Renner, he's a hard ass. He's good. And Hansel and Gretel, he's, Witch Hunters. Think about playing, this, dude. You, you're, you're saying this is the guy who's playing the worst Avenger ever in the in the Avengers movie. I like Hawkeye. Yeah. I think Hawkeye's cool. He's like, he doesn't have yeah. powers. Exactly. He sucks. No way. He's going to be great, man. Oh, dude, Hansel and Gretel, Witch Hunters. What kid wasn't afraid of Hansel and Gretel? Like, oh, my God, you go in this house full of candy, like Willy Wonka style, except mm -hmm. she's going to eat you. Like, that is fucking scary. But now they're grown up and they're fucking killing witches. This is oh my god! Like this is the best thing ever. You know, I'm, awesome. I'm, I guess I'm a little jaded because I had this idea. <laughs> oh really? I had this idea years ago, and I was like, "Yeah, and this is how I'll do it." And of course, when somebody else comes out with the movie that you had, you know, that you had thought of in your head, uh, you know, it's like it's only gonna piss you off and disappoint. Well, see, I disagree because you know I used to try. I tried to do some stand-up comedy, and you know you. When you write a joke and then you hear your joke on television, it's not your joke anymore. It's whoever says it on television. Right. So one area, you're like, fuck, I can't use that joke anymore. But at the same time, you're like, oh, but it actually was funny. Validation because it was funny on TV. So it's like a back and forth. Yeah, I guess. But, like, I knew it was a good idea. I knew it would work. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm uh, going gonna, gonna to see it. I don't know. Every time, <laughs> every time I read Production Weekly, I see Hansel and Gretel, right, mm -hmm. on on the horizon. And then... Uh, and then this other Hansel and Gretel movie. Did you you know there's a, a second Hansel and Gretel movie coming out? Well, right? there always is. I mean, I mean, I'm watching a TV show right now called Grimm, and he's a fairy tale hunter too. Yeah, exactly. And, so. I'm, and uh, I mean, I don't even don't even get me started about that. I mean, uh, man, there's there's just like so many like samey ideas all happening at the same time. Like oh I read, yeah. Like I yeah. read I read this novel called uh, The Fourth Bear, uh -huh. which is essentially the same exact thing as that Grimm TV show. This guy is like a, is like a cop in fairy tale land, except nobody, except it's like fairy tales for real, and there's like murder and all kinds of crazy shit going on. And that, and this book came out like years ago, and I thought it was awesome. And there was like a prequel to it, and probably a sequel. I forget the name. It's called The Fourth Bear. And then to watch like the uh, the preview for that Grim TV show, I was like, man, this is like that book, except way less cooler. Hmm. And they're just like riding on the coattails of. It's like a fairy tale, but real. Yeah, and that's then when I saw that Hansel Gretel Witch Hunters, I was like, oh, that's so fucking lame. Come on, give me give me more than that. Make it actually decent. Aw, oh, man, see, I just... That's right, killed your boner. I really think it's going to be good. Yeah, you, you'll, you know me, I don't think anything's going to be good. <laughs> But you know, but seriously, movie a movie that I would want to see, uh, I want to see the new Ultimate Spider-Man movie. I'm totally on board. There's an Ultimate Spider-Man movie? No, but there should be. Oh, and well, I that's think not if this new happen. comic does well, it, there will be. Oh, whatever, dude. Oh, by the way, your voice <coughs> is all digitized. What happened oh, over there? Yours has been forever. Oh, really? Yeah. So take that. <coughs> uh, I blame it on your internet connection. Bullshit, man. Who started the podcast late today? It wasn't me. Ah. Yeah, it's All right. So let's talk about this. We're Indiana Jones 4, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. We hate it. You know it. It sucked ass. And then Chad unearthed a script, an earlier version of this movie that both Harrison Ford and Steven Seagal approved, but George Lucas took a shit on, then came out with his own version. You put it up there. I read it. I'll let you start on this, though. All right. So... If you if you have not read the script to uh, Indiana Jones and the City of the Gods, 
you should go do that. We, we posted the link on our Facebook page. I forget exactly the site that had unearthed it, but it is a fascinating read. It's the entire script. Uh, it's the script that could have been Steven Spielberg and Harrison Ford both signed off on it, but Lucas swept in and said, uh-uh. But uh, as, as I'm sure you found out, Eric, it's basically like a rough draft to what would eventually become uh, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Like, it's different, but yeah. the, the script that actually made it uh, to, to shooting is basically the, you know, incorporates, like, most of the same ideas. Yeah, and and uh, <clears throat> this script was written by Frank Darabont, who is the uh, guy who did the first season of The Walking Dead, aka the awesome season. Mm. And yeah, it's got like basically the same things. There's still Crystal Skull, you know. There's still uh, KG Russians and stuff. But this script is 500 times better than the movie that came out. It is amazing. Now there's still all a couple little shitty things. The fridge still gets nuked. Mm-hmm. There's still four waterfalls that they fall over and all survive, and That's there's right. still the alien part at the end. But aside from that, holy shit, this movie's awesome. First of all, no Shia LaBeouf. That's right. No, Indy does not have a kid in this movie. He does not have a kid. Boom. Second of all, no friend that betrays him three or four times in a row that you know is going to betray him three or four times in a row. Yeah, that character was <clears throat> lame as hell. No. And anyway, in this in this in this script, he gets killed off. Yes. And I, no, I think it was the same name. Anyway. No stupid uh, Russian woman with terrible accent that likes a sword fight on fucking Jeeps. Yeah, I think I think the ridiculous meter uh, went way off the scale when they rewrote this one to Crystal Skull. Oh, and the best part, no monkeys swinging on vines with Shia LaBeouf. <clears throat> this is so a great reading, movie. So re- reading through the script, you can see how... You know, you know. It, I don't want to say it's like a commission script, but like all the ideas that Spielberg, Lucas, uh, and company had, you know, for the for the eventual end of the movie, we're all in there. It's about yeah. aliens, you know. It's it's a it's it's about a crystal skull and that mystery and finding like a city of gold in the middle of uh, the Amazon, let's say. But it's more like indie focus. It's, it it feels more like an Indiana Jones adventure. No, this is a really, this would have been a really good movie. The Crystal Skull thing is almost like minor. It's like they barely even talk about it. They're bringing Mm -hmm. it with them, but it's all just Indy versus the Russians. And there's some cagey bad guys in it. This guy, Yuri, he's awesome. And, like, uh, there's no Shia LaBeouf. Marion Ravenwood is still in it, but she's not as annoying. Like, the the (laughs) scenes, like the fight scenes and chase scenes are really awesome. The way they're described, they're not corny at all. They're awesome. You know, like we said... There's a couple a couple cheesy things. The nuke the fridge, the waterfalls, whatever. I can live with a couple cheesy things because the rest of the script look awesome. Yeah, Indy is in charge. He's not a, a side character. And he's the fucking man. Like, there's action almost on every page of the script. And and Indy does all the punching. Yes. All the punching and all the kicking. And there's and there's like there's a bunch of callbacks in this movie, like a ton of callbacks uh, to the original movies. Like at one point. At one point, he uh, he he re he 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 drunkenly steals the the golden artifact that he found in the beginning of the first yeah. uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, and then uses it to uses it to beat the shit out of uh, with a German spy guy. Yeah, this is a good indie movie. He doesn't have time to slow down and talk about his feelings. Hey, this guy's just going 100 miles per hour the entire time, punching his way through shit. Like I said, the Russians are cool, and just the dialogue itself isn't cheesy. The dialogue that we saw from 
King of the Crystal Skull was fucking cheesy. Lucas came in and wrote it like he did his Star Wars characters. Lame and cheesy. Mm-hmm. Whereas the, these guys, I mean, I liked what they had to say. It was pretty cool. And, you know, Indy was the effing man in this. Right. And, you know, I think there was there were less characters and less things going on. You know, like, it was just about Indy, Indy kind of taking on this spy mission, you know, to figure, to uncover what the Russians were doing. And Crystal Skull, they kind of referenced... You know, like, mm-hmm. uh, oh, man, Indy worked for the government foiling the Rusky plots, yeah. you know, and so on and so forth. This was that. Yeah. You know, and no. there was, like, a, like a Mar- Marion's husband, uh, who's who's basically set up uh, in this script to be, like, like, uh, like, like, just like Indiana Jones with class. You know, no, it- classy Indiana Jones. And uh, and they totally build him up that way. And then when, you re- when it's revealed that he's actually, like, a, a Russian... Uh, betrayer mm-hmm. uh, it's actually like a huge it, I think it's like it's more shocking and it's way less it, it's it's way more like like okay that's part of the main story instead of just like the B story or even C story yeah and they take the action seriously fucking Kingdom of the Crystal Skull you couldn't take it seriously because they were joking during it like I said they were doing a sword fight they were joking during it you know it's like there's no jokes in this when it's fight time it is fight time and you're gonna die probably in this movie you know they take it seriously then they occasionally have some jokes in the down spots that's okay that's what you're supposed to do you can't joke during violence or we don't know mm-hmm. if we could take it seriously and in Kingdom of the Crystal Skull Indy was drowning in quicksand, and they throw him a snake to use as, like, a rope. And he's like, oh, I'd rather die than touch the snake. Oh. And, like, it wasn't funny. They were mm-hmm. trying to make it funny. It wasn't funny. In this movie, he doesn't, he's not even afraid of snakes anymore. They're like, oh, here's a snake. Fuck it. He's like, I grew up. I'm an adult, you know. That's I got right. Over, I got over my fear, so that, That's right. It. In, in this movie, there's, like, a giant snake because uh, animals start to get giant towards the mm-hmm. towards the end. And he, like, and he, he gets swallowed by a giant snake and cuts his way out of the snake's belly like yeah. a boss and yeah. he's like what fuck it snakes are stupid you guys are yeah. idiots i know like this was this is a badass script man i loved it if mm-hmm. this had been a movie man oh george lucas and 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 i will also say right now that they are it looks like they're prepping to do another indiana jones movie next year if it's in march 2012 it will kill my march theory uh. but uh they're talking about next year when indy turns 70 <laughs> Jeez. So yeah. Well, who knows? Who knows what'll happen? But I'm sure that you're going to see it. And I'm sure that your widow heart will be broken. No, no. If Shia LaBeouf's <laughs> in it, I'm not seeing it. Not, not, the... not in the movie theater unless someone pays for me. Well, dude. Well, that was the whole point. <laughs> it seems of the first one was to set up, you know, his character and to be like, you know, like like all those young Indiana Jones adventures. You know, was like to pass the torch yeah. to somebody else so they could kind of figure it out. You know, but who knows? Maybe they'll pull a Superman Returns and write him out. Write him out of the movie. It was really cool reading this because it was like another fun Indiana Jones movie. But at the same time, it pisses me off because then you realize, wow, if it wasn't for that meddling fat boy, George Lucas, <laughs> we could have had another good indie movie. And George Lucas is like, no, fuck the fans. I fucked up Star Wars. Let me fuck up Indiana Jones. It's like it was so close to being a good movie. Yeah. And, you know, so. Spiel- Spielberg even even mentioned in an interview that he was like he was kind of you know embarrassed and yet proud of of nuking the fridge he was like i'm i'm kind of proud that nuking the fridge is now like a term you know yeah. uh, that i created at the same time yeah i thought it would be a good idea and it failed you know but you know i'm willing to accept that and learn from it and move on 
And he also said, "Blame George Lucas." That's true. Right. He was like, "He's like, it's not what I." He's like, "The movie you got is the movie that George Lucas wanted." That's right. I fought him on every turn, but George wanted it this way. So he, George is a fat ass bully, man. Well, what you know, uh, another another interesting thing about reading the script was, you know, it wasn't too different from from Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, from what we no. eventually saw, which means right. that you know, it was tainted from the beginning. You know, it seemed like the powers that that be, the minds that created this idea of the uh, of the Indiana Jones movie were like, okay, it has to be about aliens, you know, it has to be about the Crystal Skull, you know, and maybe mm. receiving messages from it, and, it, you know, it's the Russians, and there's this race to this golden city in South America. I mean, that, that's the, the plot stayed the same. Yeah, but that's the thing. You can have a couple cheesy elements, and they're forgivable if the rest of the movie is awesome. The reason we got on, on the on the, ki- the kring- uh, God damn it, Kingdom the, Skull the, so much, the cream whatever, of Crystal, the crystal Skull. Crap. I'm so upset right now. The reason we got down on it so much is because the movie sucks so bad that the little parts that we might have forgiven before, we're just like, no, 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 I'm not gonna do it. Mm-hmm. So this well, movie would have been awesome. To to me to me, when. Uh, like uh, I know there's there's something that that you call, but like there's a moment where I, where I just where I lost it in the film. We were watching the Crystal Skull together in theaters, and I was like, nope, I'm out. Yeah. And that was when, er, when Indy had communed with the Crystal Skull, right? He mm-hmm. was like looking at it and he was sending him weird messages into his brain, and then yeah. he was like, and he told everybody where to go next. It was the worst yeah. contrived MacGuffin ever. Yeah. And he's he like, oh yeah, his... oh, yeah, we need to go there. And they're like, how do you know? And he's like, it told me. Yeah, he didn't use his archaeologist brain powers. Yeah, oh, it's, uh... it was At that moment, I was like, wow, uh, this is no longer Indiana Jones. Because every, every indie movie was about, uh, you know, at its core, like this really stern, ass-kicking guy, you know, who has to make like a leap of faith. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's usually some kind of Christian artifact, uh, you know, to the end, especially in the third movie, where it's all about him making this huge leap of faith. Yeah. But in in this one, it was like, wow, seriously, you're going to contrive that down into him looking at this crystal skull thingy and then saying, "It told me." Yeah, Come no. On. Yeah. Lu- Lucas crushed this movie, and it was too bad. But we definitely recommend that you go read the script and pretend that Kingdom of the Crystal Skull didn't happen because this this script was actually pretty awesome. Exactly, and and if you have not seen Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Good for you. Good on you. If you're a fan of Indiana Jones, read this script and kind of imagine how it would be, and it's mm-hmm. ten times better than watching the film. Yeah, you may have to repost this on our uh, Facebook page, JumpmanPodcast.com. Yeah, well, so we're gonna have to go to see yes, that out. Yes, JumpmanPodcast.com. Go to our Facebook page. You can also check us out on RetroWareTV.com, and uh, we're on iTunes. Check us out. That's right. It's the iTunes. Even your mother knows about iTunes now. That's right. Even so, your mother. So get on there, bitches. Hey, dude, have you seen have you seen Red Letter Media reviewing Jack and Jill? No. Oh my god, they they seriously yes. did another review. Oh, uh, yes. I was hoping he would do Indiana Jones to be honest, but Well, well, check this out. Well, Red Letter Media has uh it's it, he doesn't do it in the same style uh, that he did the Star Wars uh, movies. No, forget it's, it, it. No, 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 no. But it's actually really interesting. It's like he's not like playing a character. It's him and this guy um, drinking no, beer and talking I've, about movies. I've watched those. They're not that good, though. Well, I was, you know, this is the first one that I'd seen of him uh, doing it uh, like that, and to me, it was really, it was very interesting to just to hear them break down 
how mind-numbingly awful Jack and Jill was. Which well, uh, which they're the, very intelligent. Yeah. Yes, which, which is the Adam Sandler comedy where he plays himself and um, his female twin sister, which is just him wearing a wig. Yeah. But their their main point was that was that uh, everything in this movie felt and looked low budget, but it had a, but it cost eighty five million dollars to make. Hmm. And they're like, and their their whole point was was like somebody just you know somebody robbed somebody to make this movie you know this is like a you know a 10 million dollar project maybe even three million dollar project where the hell did the other 82 million go no man so i thought it was interesting you know quick little plug i like their i like their work oh i'll give a, a thunder dump here oh do it and this is a, a nod to Steven Seagal, or Steven Seagal, God, Steven Spielberg. <laughs> Steven's, uh, I'll, you know what? Steven Spielberg, he exec produces everything, but I really have to wonder how much he really has to do with things nowadays. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe he's slipping. Um, last night, I rented the movie Super 8. Oh, wow. It came out over the <laughs> summer, and uh, it was actually, it was executive produced by Spielberg, but it was really produced by the guy who did Lost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, JJ uh, Abrams, or yeah, the guy that saved Star Trek. Yeah. Um, and uh, when it came out this summer, I the previews ran so many times that I refused to see it because I just was sick of it just from the previews. Mm-hmm. I watched it last night. Well, shit! If it wasn't the best movie from the summer, really? <laughs> it was really good. Oh my god! Wow. I couldn't believe it. I really, I could not believe it. I, I rented it for a dollar. And enough time had gone on since, you know, since those previews ran all summer that I was like, I can finally watch this now. And it was fucking great. They had like a great, like the kids that were in there, a great cast of kids. There was a lot of mystery and intrigue and action. And it was set in the 70s. And that was cool. Like, man, it was really good. Cool. Wow. I, I think you were the first. shocked. You were the first person, I think, to, to give it a good review. No, I mean, I, when it came out, I was like, I'm not going to see that. That looks stupid. Blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. And then I just watched it, you know, after months of just, you know, just letting it go and not, not thinking about this movie and just watched it for what it was. Uh, you know, the ending is a little bit Spielbergy because he can't fucking help himself when it comes to uh, those kind of movies. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, overall, geez, man, I was definitely better than Pirates 4 and Green Lantern and some of the other stuff I saw over the summer. Wow. Well, that's high so. praise coming, coming from the, uh, the action adventure aficionado. That's the thing. Like, I couldn't wait for some of those movies, and then this one ended up having so much more heart. Hmm. So, and the, and it was the kids were really good. I, mean, I think they're like fourteen year old kids and something, but they were all really cool and they were like funny and stuff. And uh, I was like, shit, man, that's not a bad movie at all. So, wow, yeah, go rent uh, Super Eight for a dollar. <laughs> Telling you the two the two best movies this summer had to do with kids and possible aliens: Super Eight and Attack the Block. Cool. I'm down. So, all right, dude. Well, well, like like I said, man, we we got stuff to talk about by Christmas time because this this is the first year that our family actually didn't all get together for Thanksgiving. Yep. Yeah, and it was it was a sad it was it was a sad day, but I think you know we all in our own special way you know got got through it, and now we're getting together for Christmas time. So it's going down. That's right. Christmas. I think we're we're gonna we're gonna make a list. We're gonna check it twice. Maniacs, you better be on that damn list. Yes. Yeah. So please, just, please, if if for this, this Christmas, maniacs here, I'm gonna tell you exactly what I want. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna put Christmas. it out there. I want you to listen to our podcast, right? Yes. Right. But then also, I need you to tell your friends about our podcast. I think yes. I think we were at like 127, 
fans. Of fans on Facebook. Let's make it 200. And our podcast gets downloaded thousands of times every month, which is I, awesome. I know, and thank you so much for listening. But uh, I think it would be even better if we could, if you could spread the wealth. If you like our stuff, please tell your friends about it, because that's is the only way we can grow. Nah, don't tell your friends about it. Tell serious about it. <laughs> start, start a letter writing campaign to serious. Come on, no, no. But just you know, if you're if you're a fan of ours on Facebook, just share the episode on your wall. You know, just like introduce some people that. Uh, you know, you might think I might enjoy it. Yeah, and title it this. Here's two douchebags that suck. Shut up. Don't <laughs> listen, listen to this to asshole. It. Yes, listen to it. Yes. <laughs> Somebody's actually, I think Will Morgan might actually do that. Yes, do it. Uh, all right. This is goodbye. All right. and Oh, and just remember, final thing. Yes. This podcast is being released on December 4th. So uh-huh. just remember, when March 2012 rolls around, I am the Nostradamus of fucking awesomeness. <laughs> when March comes around next year, and you're like, wow, Eric was right. Or who, wait, who was the young man, handsome, by the way, that predicted <laughs> that March was going to be the best month of all time? Just go back to this episode, episode number 70 of the Jumpman Podcast. And be like, wow, that's when that's when we knew. <laughs> Greatness. All right, you, you heard it here first, I guess. Better Bet your ass he did. <laughs> Alright, goodbye for now. So engage. I find your lack of faith disturbing. One shall stand, one shall fall. Fatality.